y'all, it's your girl Jesse, and welcome to another episode of Shut the Fuck Up Jesse. These are my unwarranted, unsolicited opinions. Let's get started. Today is January 13th, 2021, and if you're listening or watching this, we are on the verge of seeing Trump become the first president in the history of these ununited states to be the first president ever to get impeached twice in a year, okay? So listen, pull your drinks out, get you some snacks, baby. <laughs> get the party started. If you thought the Caucasian Revolution last week was a lot, bitch, we are in for a treat today. We in for I-N-P-E-A-C-H-M-E-N-C. Do you know what that means? I-N-P-E-A-C-H-M-E-N-C. Do you know what that means? Hey, I am so excited to see this shit. I know white people gonna lose their minds again. I'm, I'm ready to enjoy the Caucasianery from the comforts of my own home. Amen. So you have Trump having a MAGA rally <laughs> near the Capitol last Wednesday. Why are you having a MAGA rally near the Capitol on the day that the, the Electoral College gets together to confirm Biden as president? Like, what were your intentions? What was the reason? What was the reason? And the language that he used clearly incited violence. Like he clearly said to the people in the crowd that you need to fight for your country or you will not have a country left. That you need to fight. Like he used specific words. One of our great achievements will be election security because nobody until I came along had any idea how corrupt our elections were. And we fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. We're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down anyone you want. But I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. Then you had him basically throwing blame on Mike Pence very cleverly saying, you know, I hope Mike, Mike Pence makes the right decision, that Mike Pence makes the right decision, basically alluding to the fact that he better not confirm Biden to be president. And you know, it, what is, what's really hilarious is uh, um, CNN had reported that Trump's last words to Mike Pence before he held that rally last Wednesday were, you're either gonna go down as a patriot or a pussy. These were his last words to Mike Pence, which is why I still can't believe Mike Pence has not gone for the 25th Amendment. Well, you know what? I believe it, because like Trump said, you are indeed a pussy. But anyway, so he he incites violence. He blames Mike Pence for this. And also you have uh, Rudy Giuliani out there specifically saying, the election was rigged. He's just, he's mirroring everything that Trump just said. The election was rigged, it was fraud, and we want trial by combat. For the next 10 days, we get to see the machines that are crooked, the ballots that are fraudulent, and if we're wrong, we will be made fools of. But if we're right, a lot of them will go to jail. 
So, let's have trial by combat. What did they expect for this crowd of thousands of MAGA supporters to do? Like, what, what were they expecting from this crowd? Were they expecting for this crowd? And then Trump says, I will be with you. We're going to march down to the Capitol. I'm going to be with y'all. Now, you know damn well, obviously he wasn't. But I'm going to be with y'all. We're going to march down to the motherfucking Capitol. And we're going to look through these votes. And we're going to come. We're going we're gonna to call out the fraudery. We're going to call out the scammery. We're going to call out the... Like, he's just saying all that. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're going to fight for our... What were they expecting this crowd to do? Hold hands and go down to the Capitol and just stand there and sing Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. I don't think so. The crowd then marches down Pennsylvania Avenue, goes down to the Capitol, chanting the very words from Trump's speech. We're gonna fight for our country. This is our country. They started chanting about uh, capturing Mike Pence. Girl, they was trying to capture Mike Pence, hang his ass, and turn him into, they was trying to Lorena Bobbitt his ass, child, fry his ass up. They was trying to capture the House Speaker. I mean, it was just, it was a lot. And, and what, was, what was amazing to me was watching these people push the police, push the police, shove the police, hit the police. There was even images of them beating one officer with an American flag. What happened to the to Blue Lives Mattering? What happened to Blue Lives Mattering? This was a prime example of how white people don't really be believing in none of the shit that they be saying. They just want to diminish our movements. Black Lives Matter. When they start, when they started seeing us say Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter was just their rebuttal. But it was a rebuttal that they didn't even believe in because if they believed in it, there would be no way that they would be down to the Capitol beating these officers up the way they did. Girl, that was there were video. There's video of them calling these people niggers. Like I was like, oh, I know damn well these white people ain't calling these officers niggers. Nigger, nigger, nigger. I'm just like, what's going on, nigger? In 2021, what year is this, honey? Honey, you got video of the officers just opening the gates, opening the barriers, letting the people in. These people knew exactly where they were going. It, it was just a well-organized attempt to overthrow the government. They was trying to have a coup d'etat, like... In 2020, they was really trying to overthrow the motherfucking government with the help of the police, with the help of their family members. Like, that's what they do. And, and, and it's crazy to me because, again, what happened to all this Blue Lives Mattering bullshit? They never believed in Blue Lives. But also, it was just amazing to me watching the police forget how to use force. Let this have been just peaceful Black protesters, peaceful minority protesters, they wouldn't have even made it to those barriers, to those, to the gates. They wouldn't have even made it that that far. But 
these people were led by police officers. They were all up and through the Senate. They went on the Senate floor posing for pictures, making speeches, like, I mean, trying to capture actual senators. Senators had to go into hiding. You had motherfuckers ransacking Nancy Pelosi's office. Child, they took all her desk candy. They took all Nancy's desk candy. And you know this, uh, you know Nancy's old. Nancy Pelosi is church mother's strawberry candy old. They took all her church strawberry candy from her desk. Like they was not trying to play with Nancy or any, anybody else in that motherfucking state capital, okay? They smeared doodle. In the hallway walls. They peed on the floors. that would have happened that day only five people died and I think like 40 were injured or I think what either 40 were injured or 40 arrests something like that but only five people died imagine the massacre imagine the headlines if this was a BLM march peaceful just imagine like the privilege that white people have, like it was on display for everybody to see last week. That covers Black Lives Matter is a tank rolling down Pennsylvania Avenue. But the fucking crackers take over the goddamn Capitol. I don't ever want to hear nothing about, from anybody saying that they don't understand why Black Lives Matter or why other movements target police brutality and the treatment of black people and minorities in this country. The, the material is there. Wednesday told us everything we ever need to know. I don't wanna hear ever again a discussion about, oh no, y'all don't get... Imagine the slaughterization that would have happened if this, if this were a black Lives Matter movement march. Just imagine. Just imagine. The FBI started tweeting, talking about, oh, if you know anything, if you know any information, please come forward. Bitch, when the fuck did y'all ever need us to help y'all do y'all job? First of all, do your job. Do your job. Not y'all asking us to help y'all arrest a bunch of Caucasians. Are you serious? Y'all don't even y'all don't even be needing a fraction of this to assassinate black folks. 
Then come to find out, fast forward, yesterday they held a, a, a news conference. And the head of the FBI's were, the, the heads of the FBI were explaining that they received overwhelming, an overwhelming amount of intelligence before last Wednesday's march. Well, last Wednesday's coup d'etat, last Wednesday's domestic terrorist march, last Wednesday's Caucasian revolution. They, they received an overwhelming amount of intelligence, information about what was going to take place. And, and I quote, they wanted to make sure it wasn't just keyboard bravado. Let this have been black people talking about we going down to the capital, we going down to fight for our country. We wouldn't have even made it. Let Tyrone them, Keisha them get online talking about we finna go march for our country. We wouldn't have made it. Never would have made it. We would have never would have made it. We never would have made it. Never would have made it. We never would have made it, honey. What you what you talking about? You need my help to help you find a bunch of your Caucasian cousins. Are you serious? No, no, that's not how this is gonna work. I'm sorry. FBI, y'all is full of shit. Y'all literally will assassinate black people for this. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That got me fucked up. This was an organized strategic plan to kill Mike Pence and other senators and to overthrow the government. This is literally, history repeats itself. It's just a more modern way of history repeating itself. But this shit is not, we've seen this before. An overthrowing of the government. This is nothing new. And what that leads to. Trump wants a dictatorship. This is what this was going to be. This was gonna be MAGA country after that shit. You knew this and you did nothing. Why? Because they were white. Anyway, got Joe Biden talking about, this is not our country. This is not America. Can y'all shut the fuck up? Please. Can y'all shut the fuck up? Like this is America. This is America. From the time y'all step y'all pink toes on this country, Y'all have been wreaking havoc on minorities. Y'all have been slaughtering, killing to keep control. Every year you celebrate annually the killing of Native Americans. Then you romanticize it with slapping the word Thanksgiving on it, talking about that one time Native Americans taught y'all how to season some turkey because we all know how allergic to clean and seasoned meat y'all are. You celebrate the slaughtering of innocent people who were on this land before you. This is America. You stole the land. This is America. You enslaved Africans. This is America. You stole people and enslaved them from their African countries. This is America. Jim Crow is America. White sheets, white masks, torches. Burning down black homes. This is America. The Black Wall Street Massacre is America. Police brutality is America. White people being violent is America. This is America. All of a sudden now, this ain't America. Five white lives gone. Now it ain't America now. But all these black lives that we've been talking about that matter 
and how they're slaughtered every single day. That was America. But now all of a sudden, white people died. Now this ain't America no more. Cut the crap. So don't come at me asking me how do we how do we get how do we get peaceful? How do we have unity? Stop killing me. Stop slaughtering me. Stop redlining me. Stop being racist. Stop throwing rocks and hiding, hiding behind your white tears. Stop the bullshit. It's just so infuriating. It's so annoyingly infuriating. It's disgustingly infuriating to me when people like Joe Biden or, 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 other, or other people who hold these high governmental positions and everyday white people just act like y'all don't know how to read. Pick up a book and read. See what your ashy ass ancestors did. And then look at how you were able to profit off of that. Until this day, you're able to live within the systematic, the systematic racism. You're able to profit off of that because of what your ancestors did. And because of the fact that you just want to turn a blind eye to it, you don't want to make real changes. So fuck you and miss me with the bullshit. This is America. Next. So let's talk about Trump's media ban. And you know, everybody done banned Trump. We're talking about Twitter, we're talking about Facebook, YouTube, child Pinterest joined the Pinterest said, uh-uh. You ain't gonna be making vision boards great again up in this motherfucker. <laughs> not on this land, <laughs> not on this app. <laughs> you ain't gonna be making vision boards great again on this motherfucking app, bitch. We kicking you the fuck out. You are banned. I mean, the Trump ban has been amazing, but <laughs> it's just a little too late. I mean, y'all waited, what, six years? Six years of this man spreading misinformation. Six years of this man having violent language. I mean, imagine if these apps took this type of position six years ago, five years ago, even four years ago, even a year ago when Trump was impeached. Imagine if these apps and all of these other financial institutions that are pulling their support from Trump and other Republicans who refuse to confirm Biden even after the Caucasian Revolution. I didn't even say that. After the Caucasian Revolution, you still had Republicans who refuse to confirm Biden. Imagine if, if all of these apps took this position at least a year ago. What happened last week most likely would not have happened. So you have Trump getting banned, which is a great thing. Should have happened earlier, but it's a great thing. And it sparked this online debate about freedom of speech. Oh my God, our freedom of speech is in danger. Oh my God, we ain't, they, they, they fucking with our First Amendment rights. Oh my God, like we ain't got the freedom of speech. Bitch, these are private companies. They're private companies. Private companies have rules. There are rules to, to, to follow when you are on Twitter, Facebook. And if you do not follow those rules, they have every right to kick you off. That's why when you sign up for Twitter, you sign up for Facebook, you sign up for Pinterest, you sign up for all these apps, there are terms and conditions that you agree to. And once you agree to that shit, if you do not follow those rules, they have every right to kick your ass off. 
So why are you guys using freedom of speech here? See, a lot of y'all don't even understand what freedom of speech is. Since when does freedom of speech make it okay for you to put people's lives in danger? Since when does freedom of speech make it okay for you to incite violence? Since when does freedom of speech negate the consequences of those types of actions? Since when? Y'all are using freedom of speech to defend the president who used his speech to incite a failed coup that ended in five lives being terminated. Do y'all not understand what y'all are caping for? Imagine if Hitler was censored. Imagine if Hitler's platforms were taken away from him. This man was able to speak on at big conventions, major platforms. He used his speech to kill millions of Jews. Imagine how many lives could have been saved if someone like Hitler would have been censored, would have been banned. Everything ain't gotta be a think piece, y'all. Like some of these think pieces that you guys have some, sometimes, it's just like, do y'all fight this hard for everyday people who lose their Twitter pages, who lose their IG pages? No, y'all are fighting for this white, rich man who's used his time in office to be the most divisive president this country has ever seen. Y'all are using this to talk about a bigger picture. Shut the hell up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Come on, man. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Everything doesn't have to be a think piece. Everything doesn't have to be a think piece. And to be honest, freedom of speech is kicking y'all ass because y'all don't know what freedom of speech means. So to be clear, I'm gonna play a clip for you. For you. I'm gonna play a clip. This is my vice president to be in the next couple days, Kamala Harris, breaking down what freedom of speech is not. Speech does not condone or or, or protect threats to the safety of other human beings. And so that is what we are talking about. Like, let's be really clear about what we're talking about, because this can go into some abstract law school debate. But the reality of it is we're talking about Donald Trump weaponizing Twitter in a way that could result in, in real consequence, including death. And we have to take that seriously. Do you think he puts people's lives in danger when he targets them in tweets? Absolutely. Do you think he knows that? Does it matter? Well, that would then you, you might as well ask me, do you think he knows that when he sold out the Kurds that they're going to be slaughtered? The right. fact is he did it. The fact is that he is irresponsible, he is erratic, he does not, he is like a two-year-old with a machine gun. Kamala said this a year ago. She said those words a year ago. Imagine 
what we could have prevented if Trump was really, if we followed through with the impeachment of Trump, if he would have been banned from all those social media sites. Just imagine, look at how he handled the virus. We're almost at 400,000 people dead. <laughs> like, we're at the point where oh, almost 5,000 people are dying per day now. The vaccine distribution is a total fail. Everything don't gotta be a think piece. Y'all need to shut the fuck up. A lot of y'all just need to shut the fuck up. I understand, like, I'm, I'm, I'm for opinions. Listen, this podcast is based on my unwarranted, unsolicited opinions. But when it comes to people dying and losing their lives, like, that's where we have to draw the line somewhere. There are consequences for those types of actions. Anyway, speaking of Caucasians, The Bachelor came on the other night and I watched it. And you know what? I don't like Matt James. <laughs> I just, I don't like him. I, like I'm trying, but this second episode was very, very hard for me to watch. Um, first off, before I talk about the episode, I did catch an interview that he did, I guess, prior to the season, and he did an interview with GMA, and, you know, they had asked him, I was like, you know, how does it feel to be the first black bachelor, and he was like, you know, like, I'm, just, I'm not just black, I'm, I'm white, it's like, he just cannot, he cannot, <laughs> Matt James, he really cannot take the whole black thing. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm black, but I'm also white. I'm white too. I'm black, but I'm white too. My mama's white. Her mama was white. And her daddy was white. And they daddy and mama was white. I'm white too. It's like, Girl, okay, let's just stop calling him the first black anything, shit. <laughs> Anytime you call him black, I'm white too. Okay, please. Um, but anyway, let's just, let me just touch on it real quick. I guess they all leave the mansion, they go to this other destination, because now you're going to start seeing his dates, right? So in this episode, you saw him go on two dates, uh, two ex two single dates, one group date, and one girl got a flower. So basically that, I mean, the rose. One girl got the rose. That means she ain't going nowhere. Her, her, her position was secured for the week. So let's talk about the first date. The first date was with Brie, which is the first girl that I think came out of the limo in the first episode. She was the first girl that he met and they made a really, really strong connection. Brie is also biracial. So for the first date, Matt got Brie on a dirt bike in the mud, rolling around, falling in the mud, messing up her hair, Followed by them slicing wood. Like he got her doing all this fucking <laughs> labor on their fucking first date. I wasn't really, I wasn't really feeling that. There, there was nothing romantic about 
rolling around in mud, getting her hair fucked up, and then slicing wood. But I mean, it was followed by a hot tub in the middle of the woods where they could clean off. I mean, sis was able to get the mud off her edges and all that. So that, that was a blessing. That was great. But I mean, okay. So then it's followed up by their dinner later on that night. So at dinner, Brie is sharing with Matt about, you know, her, her story and what was it like for her growing up. She talks about the fact that her mom had her at 13. And I'm like, what? 13? Like, that's a little, like, what's, what's the story behind that? Because 13 is a very, very young age. And that's borderline, I mean, depending on who she had a baby with, what their age was, you know, that, then that brings in a whole other topic, but whatever. She talks about her mom being super young, having her at 13, and the fact that also that her father wasn't in her life. And they were able to bond over that because, you know, Matt's black daddy wasn't in his life either, which is why he likes white women. Now we understand why he likes white women. Because his black daddy wasn't around to have him get in, in touch with and in tune with his black family. Matt probably don't even know who his aunties is. He probably ain't never had like they cooking. You know what I'm saying? He probably don't even know what cocoa butter smell like. He don't know what shea butter smell like. He don't know what grits taste like. He don't know what none of that black shit is. Like he is not in tune with none of that shit. And that's why he likes white wings. So now we're understanding more. Okay, of his background. But anyway, so they bond over that. They bond over trauma. And I'm just like, okay, y'all niggas is on the wrong show. Y'all over here trying to get the bachelor. Sis, you need to be on Iyanla Fix My Life. Cause she was like, she was in tears. Like she was on the verge of tears as she was sharing that. And she told him how she's always felt alone in this world. She's never felt like she truly belonged. Never felt like she truly had a home. So I was like, well, damn, sis. Like that's deep. Like sis is dealing with some trauma. And so is Matt. Matt got an identity crisis, so he need, honestly, he shouldn't have been the bachelor either. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But anyway, so that was the day. So he basically like, you know, he's, I, I can relate to you so much, and thank you so much for opening up, and you know, he gives her a rose to seal the deal. So that was Bree, the biracial girl that he made a connection with. Next up, they do a group date. In the group date, they got all the women's coming out, 18 women's coming out. They got to dress up in these wedding gowns and they're told that they're going to practice basically like what their wedding day would look like um, for their photos. So they're taking mock photos. You know, this will mirror what, what their wedding photos might have could have looked like. All of a sudden, you got uh, the host, I can't remember his name, he comes out and he's like, yeah, so this ain't really the activity. We're gonna have a competition and whoever wins is going to um, win, win, a, win a smaller group date, I guess, with Matt. What was the competition, girl? They over here shooting each other in their wedding dresses with paintballs and they throwing shit at each other in the woods. They having a whole civil war over Matt. A civil war for Matt in these social untensionist times? No. No, ma'am. So they out here slapping each other, hitting each other. It was no rules. They started dragging each other in the woods, honey. I'm talking about whips was flying. I saw a couple tracks on the floor. Somebody frontal went flying. Like, in these social tensionist times? Uh-uh. No. No, ma'am. I was not here for 
that. So, anyways, somebody won, and I didn't really pay attention to whatever happened after that. I was like, this is abusive. First, you had the girl rolling around in the mud. Now, you got these girls slaughtering each other. This nigga is abusive, okay? Like, is this what you want? You want to see the girl that you want to end up with fighting for her life for you? No. No, sir. No, sir. No, ma'am. Okay. Now, we fast forward to his date with Sarah. Sarah's a white girl that he made a connection with. Sarah gets a romantic flight on the first airplane ever created. They flying above, I fly above all the haters. I, I fly above. Yes, Candy, they flying above the house where the rest of the girls is at. So the other girls watching them. Oh, damn, they flying. Oh, my God. They flying. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So they watching them fly. Then the flight leads to a romantic um a romantic lunch in the woods like it's like a it's, it's a nice little picnic and immediately i noticed the difference between this date and Bree's date Bree literally had to roll around in the mud she had to do like plantation work for her date but the white girl gets a romantic flight a nice dinner in the woods then at the end of the night they have um I'm sorry, they had lunch in the woods. At the, at the end of the night, they have dinner. So, you know, Matt, like he always says to all the girls, be vulnerable, open up. Cause you know, he like, he, he, he like trauma. Open up. So the girl starts talking about how her dad was diagnosed with uh, ALS and how it's just taking a toll on her. And immediately his response to her trauma was so different from the response that he had to breathe. Bree, he was basically like, well, thank you so much for opening up. I can relate to you so much. With Sarah, it was, wow, like, whatever I can do to be there for you, like, I'll be there for you. And, you know, I offer you prayers. Like, you know, what gets me through everything is my faith in God. And, you know, I offer you my prayers. Like, he's just being so, like, empathetic. And I'm like, where was this empathy for Bree? Where was this empathy for Bree, whose hair you had in the mud? Like, and again, and I, so there was this one girl named Emily on Twitter who was like, I was, I was reaching. Oh, you're reaching. No, I'm not. I'm not reaching. The empathy that white women get in this world versus the empathy that black women get. It is, there is a disgusting difference. And when I say disgusting, it's because of the privilege that white women get. Like the empathy is automatic. But for black girls, it's just not there. We're just expected to be strong black women. <laughs> like, we're expected to be strong black women. That's why I don't like the whole strong black women thing. Because it's like, I'm tired of being strong. I want empathy. I want the same empathy that Karen and be getting. I want the same, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I want that. I want that. I'm do that. I'm do that. I deserve that. I sure do. I deserve. I deserve. I deserve to have that type of empathy. So, yeah. I just, I was not here for it. That shit really pissed me off. I was not here for it. 
Um, so yeah, so I didn't really like that. And then to finish things off, you have Karen 3.0 in the house. You have the girl who says she's queen, the queen Victoria, but we're gonna call her Fergie. This episode literally displayed the microaggressions that minorities suffer at the hand of white women specifically. Like white women are the most dangerous people in this in this world. In this world. Just to make things sum it up, if you watch the Bachelor the first episode, you know this girl Victoria just came in like a wrecking ball. She came like a wrecking ball. She's rude to everyone. She's constantly just being mean and nasty to everyone, telling them how I'm not here for none of y'all. Like, you know, she's trying to be the white New York. Like, you know how New York was on Flavor Flav? Victoria's trying to do it, but she's not doing it the way you're supposed to do it. Like, you know, she's very unseasoned, so it's not gonna hit the same way. But she's basically being a total bitch to everyone. And then she targets this girl named Marilyn. Like, I feel like Marilyn was either, I feel like she's Asian. She's an Asian girl. She, she strikes me like she's like, Malaysian, like she's because she's she's dark. She's like she's a dark Asian girl. She basically targets this girl. The girl gives her no response. At the end of the episode, towards the end of the episode, you see Matt is starting to have his one-on-one -on -one time with everybody, and Matt gives this girl Marilyn an orchid. Because the last time they met each other, Marilyn told Matt her favorite flower was an orchid. So he bought her an orchid. Marilyn comes out with her flower. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Matt gave me an orchid. Victoria seen that shit. She's like, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-u
Uh, Fergie is actually a Trump supporter. She's a Donald Trump. She's a Donald Trump. I will vote for Donald Trump. She's a Donald Trump supporter. Child, you know, Twitter don't play that shit. They did all research, found her photos on her IG with her Trump flag behind her. So everything makes sense. She's racist. She's fucking racist. She's fucking racist. She targeted the little dark Asian girl. She targeted her and she was able to get what she wanted. So, well, he didn't make any eliminations. So I guess next episode, child, if I tune in, because honestly, at this point, I don't know if I want to watch his ass get nothing, okay? Um, before I leave, let me touch on Real Housewives of Atlanta real quick. Real Housewives of Atlanta, again, this was a boring ass episode. Like this, like, it's just, it's, it's gotten to the point where I'm watching just for loyalty. <laughs> it's boring. Portia is the show. Like, it's been amazing to watch Portia's growth over the season, but Portia literally is carrying the show. That whole conversation she had with her mom talking about all the reasons why she <laughs> she got pregnant by Dennis. Look, the leg started right here. Ooh, oh, the leg was right here, Laura. I was like, oh, he got his own place. He got his own business. Oh, he ain't got no kids. Oh, he want marriage. Oh, he want to be with me. He said, I'm too pregnant, me. Shit, I saw people trying to drag Portia for that, for her giving her reasons why she decided to have a child with Dennis. I'm like, y'all bitches, y'all bitches get pregnant for a cheeseburger. Like, <laughs> y'all always get pregnant for a Big Mac meal. So please, she literally had a good breakdown. Like, this is a good, you want to have a baby with someone? Because I really feel like that's where Portia was at in life. Like, I think a lot of women just get to a point where they're like, you know what? I'm in my 30s. My clock, my clock is ticking because you know they make it seem like when you're in your 30s, like that's the danger zone for having a kid. Oh my God, you're gonna be old. You're an old mom. Like it's just so annoying. But I feel like a lot of women get to their 30s, get to their mid 30s, and they're like, you know what? I haven't found love yet, or I'm not married yet, but I, I do want a child. I don't want to wait too late to have a child. And here she was, she was dating this person. This person had everything that she would want in a father for her child. I don't see what's there to drag. I mean, I really don't see what's to drag about that. I feel like she had a good checklist. Again, a lot of y'all hoes get pregnant for a frontal. So let's, please let Portia breathe. <laughs> Portia, let Portia breathe. Um, PJ and Portia gonna be good for life. Dennis got the, that damn hot dog factory. The hot dog factory, how many locations they got? The, the, he's selling hot dogs everywhere. He's, he good, the hot dogs is taking off. Shit, so they good. So girl, y'all, a lot of y'all just be hating for no reason. But um, other than that, the show is pretty boring. Like it just was, uh, it was boring. I just can't, it was just boring. So anyway. Y'all drop down in the comments. Let me know what you guys thought about um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, The Bachelor, The Caucasian Revolution. Um, and this was another episode of Shut the Fuck Up, Jesse. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I will talk to y'all soon. Make sure that you follow my Patreon. These episodes do drop on my Patreon earlier. The visuals do too. Thank you so much for your support. And I will talk to y'all next time.